0: welcome to disrupt equities apartment investing podcast this podcast will offer weekly episodes equipping passive and active investors alike with the tools knowledge and confidence to build wealth through one of the most powerful wealth creation vehicles out there apartments let's get into today's episode
1: we are live
0: we're back money monday how's
1: it going everybody it's a monday it's a Monday. Lots it of problems. is a Monday. All the problems, technical all the
0: Mondays. Mondays. So, uh, hey, everybody! Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, happy Fourth of July, everybody. Yeah, I hope everybody had a safe, relaxing—you know, maybe potentially a long weekend. Uh, we we worked yeah, on Friday.
1: We worked on Friday. We work all the time, Ben. But that's uh, what we do. So, can't keep growing an empire. I it? tried not.
0: I tried not to work Saturday, but I still got emails, and I was I was tempted. I was tempted, yeah. but I decided not to.
1: But Money Mondays, we do this every Monday, you know, basically live Q&A. We want to talk about different topics. This week we're going to talk about major productivity hacks, right? And kind of, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people ask us, hey, you have a lot of different initiatives going on. How do you help keep them organized? What can you do? And, you know, there's a lot of different tips and tricks. I mean, I learned a lot of this stuff actually whenever I worked at Microsoft as a program manager that kind of helped me see different ways to operate. And I know, Ben, you kind of picked up on your own tricks as well. I feel
0: like tech, you know, the tech industry has done a great job of being efficient, right? And and obviously introducing some of these platforms and this technology probably way ahead of some other industries. And so, you know, and this goes across, I I want people to know, yes, we do multifamily. Yes, we do real estate. But these can help for any entrepreneur, right? You know, you're building a business. You need to be efficient. Therefore, you know, you'll be more productive, right?
1: Absolutely. So... You know, with that said, I think to me one of the most important things of entrepreneurialism is not about being the A plus student, but really about being the B student. Doing it, you know, don't drop the ball, keep some everything moving forward, but do it well, good enough.
0: Yeah, right. It's if the I old think- ready, fire, aim. A lot of people get stuck right on just it has to be perfect and everything has to be lined out, right? But if you never take any action, you're never going to get forward. You're never going to move forward, right? Yeah. You know, so I think that's where Ferris is coming in, right? Is that you have to just you have to take action, folks. You know, so we'll give you some of the things that we've done. You know, obviously this is not, you know, an end-all, be-all list. But, you know, we want to obviously show some people, you know, some of the things that we've done. I'll, I'll let I'll let Ferris lead this one. I said I've been talking the last couple of weeks, so I'm going to let him... I'm gonna grill you. I'm always you busy working here on the
1: laptop, prepping, you, you know, do, in the audience. So yeah, you I do all the talking. So, you know, but we're gonna talk through a lot of it. Again, this is just some stuff that we've learned multiple businesses, kind of my background in software, Ben's background is kind of his sales side mm-hmm. of his business as well. So I think combined, we've, we have a unique mix of things, but really, you know, from for this presentation, we wanted to break it down into three different topics, right? Email tips. Yep task tips, and meeting tips, right? And for each of these, there's different tools to help with that. So we figured we'd talk through some of those. But first and foremost, emails.
0: That's the... Man,
1: do you get a lot of emails, yes or no?
0: uh, That's a big yes. I'm sure that everybody that is in business these days, it seems like it's just a perpetual email, you know, or a perpetual meeting. So we'll kind of... Some of the things that we've done to kind of help out with that, you know, maybe you want to kind of go through some of those, man.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, to me, the first thing, I think everybody does the same thing with email, right, where... They get their emails, they start to mark the ones that they need to follow back up on as unread, mm-hmm. and you, know, you get lost in it because you're not it'll Some days, you not follow up to that, and that gets further down, and the next thing you know, you're in the situation that a lot of people are in, which is days behind, have forgotten about things. Maybe they actually viewed it on their phone, and they forgot to mark it unread. Yep. That whole minutiae, right? So you know, I think it's a terrible way to operate. It's not a way to grow. It's not a way to stay organized, right? And one thing that I learned early on in Microsoft is the power of the archive. Right, and so I think a lot of people, all the different platforms support this now. Right, but really archiving your inbox, right, is treating it as a tassel. So me personally, every email in my inbox is something that I need to do. Now whether I do it today or tomorrow or next week, I never drop anything because I don't move it out of my inbox until it's done. Okay. Right. And so really. So you're archiving things that you need to do. Yes. Right? no, no. I archive the things that are done. Okay. Anything gotcha. in my inbox is something I need to do. So then daily, whenever I have a few minutes, whatever, I'll flip through my inbox and I'll see if there's something easy. Maybe I have, I know I have two minutes or something easy I can quickly get done. Or maybe I have carved out an hour or two and I'm going to go really plow through it. Like later today, that's what I'm probably mm-hmm. going to be doing, going through. We have a lot of accounting stuff to get done, and you know, was just I had five minutes, I worked on one of them a little bit ago. But really, it's that I know my inbox has everything that anyone is asking for me, right? And what's interesting is over time, you will start to realize that some things become that were urgent are no longer relevant, right? For a variety of reasons, right? And so that's one little thing about it. But the important thing is become someone that people know is not gonna forget about stuff, right? Be the guy that's repinging others, not the guy that's getting repinged, yep. right? Yep, and, you know, and then for me, if someone repings on something, then it's become more urgent, right? So then it you know, goes up to the top of the inbox and I might follow up then because now I know a person's waiting on it, mm-hmm. right? But I think that's one big thing. The other two big things, these are things I'm still trying to teach Ben here, <laughs> but really the power of snooze and the power of, you know, send later as well.
0: I like the schedule. I like the, you know. know, So talk talk,
1: talk them through send later. What's the power? What's the use case? When would you want to use that? All right. And again, so we use use Office 365. We were on Google Suite as well. Both of them have that. Mm -hmm. Most providers have that functionality.
0: So send later, folks, is just, you know, obviously you're typing up an email, but you're saying, you know what? It's late. You know, maybe I'll mark this at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock the next morning so it's at the top of somebody's inbox when they're ready to actually do something with it, right? Versus sending it at the end of the day, then they get emails overnight, then they maybe get some more in the morning, and now you're at the bottom of, uh, of their email list, right? So, you know, that's, that's one way to use that, yeah. right? You know, the other way is to kind of, you know, for certain folks, you don't want to immediately email them back. Yeah right you know you it's almost a training thing for some folks yeah. right you know so you want to say hey i'm not going to yes i can i can type this up and respond very quickly but that doesn't mean that i'm necessarily going to send it right so maybe i want to send that tomorrow just so folks know that they can't expect on certain things that i'm going to immediately respond yeah
1: and even that or even if you have the if you're talking to someone that you know is the perpetual person that drops the ball that you need to follow up on i've gotten to the point where i'll send my initial email And I'll send a follow-up email maybe for two days later. And then I just tell myself, okay, I know if I hear back from this person, I need to go back (laughs) and undo the the, the (laughs) follow-up, right? So but really, you know, it's about it's about how far do you want to push it, right? But you know, again, send later is an important functionality because again, people check their inboxes the first thing in the morning. And, you know, really, I like to aim for emails that hit people's inbox around that 10 o'clock, right? After yeah. they've gone through the first pass, yep. right? The, most people, again, do that old approach where they're going through their inbox one by one. And so really, boom, you know, they, they're active. They're sitting at their computer 10 o'clock. Yep. And then, you know, snooze is another one. So snooze, if you're this really... This one was
0: an interesting one. I always do the send later one. But why don't you talk about snooze?
1: So snooze is, you know, it's a newer concept, actually. I think mail clients really, you know, I think Google added it. Four or five years ago, and Office 365 just added it literally last month. But really, it's the concept of if you use your inbox as your to do list or your task list, like I do, Mm. right? Then what I do is actually get some things that are not relevant immediately, where maybe I, you know, it's something I need to follow up on in a week, right? Rather than sit in my inbox for a week so I don't forget about it, you snooze it, and all it does is it moves it to another temporary folder for that time interval. And then it brings it back to my inbox whenever it's relevant. And so, for example, I might send up a, um, you know, what's a good example? I might send an email to you, Ben, and maybe I know I need to follow up on it after a week. And so I'll snooze it and say, okay, this email, I'm going to snooze it for seven days. Seven days later, it comes back into my top of my inbox. Oh, yeah, I need to follow back up to Ben on this. Boom, you know, so I can send it right mm-hmm. then and there. So it helps you clean up your inbox because really my inbox You know, I try to keep the things that are relevant, things that I'm working on now. If it's something, maybe something I just don't even want to follow up on for a while, I'll snooze that out of my inbox to kind of keep that inbox clean. Yep. Right. And so again, that's a really powerful function because it helps you kind of manage your inbox and stay kind of clean and organized and have that as your source of information, so.
0: Absolutely. That's the email Absolutely. tip, so. All right, so what about task tips, right? And what's, before, because you talked about the platform that we yeah. use for email, right? What do we use for tasks? So
1: we use Asana. Before we go into tasks, really quick recap. For those of you who us for the first time, we're on Money Mondays. Try to do it every Monday. We try to go through different topics. This week Ooh. we're talking about productivity tips, and you know, Feel free to ask questions, right? Our, our goal is live Q&A. And so we'll go through, you know, leave a comment and we'll talk through it. So, Noor says, hey, hey, Noor, how's it going? <laughs> Long time no see, right, Ben? <laughs> um, let's see, so Ryan looks great. Thanks, Ryan, appreciate Thanks, your help. Obviously, appreciate you're a big it. part of that. Hey. And we'll keep going. So, task tips. So we use a tool called Asana. That's mm-hmm. what we like to use. But again, all of the different products have their own version built in, right? Google has, I hate Google's, the name of theirs. I don't even use it. It's, uh, it's It's got a yellow, it's the little sticky list thing. I forget what it's called. It's called, uh, I'm going to look it up just for those watching. Uh, keep, that's why. That's why I don't like the name. Google has Keep, right? Who's their task version Nobody's using Microsoft Keep. Microsoft has Microsoft Lists now, and Outlook has its own functionality, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, we like to use tasks in the sense of collaboration, yeah. right? So, you know, I recommend everyone should have a way to keep their self-organized, right? Trello, Asana. Asana has a free plan that we you know people use for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but really keep it there where you can, not only do you have the topic, but really documenting what's happening. Even to yourself, I used to yep. actually leave comments to myself whenever something would happen relevant to a task, right? Whether it's an I had an ideas list and I'd kind of update it throughout, but now really the power becomes whenever you start to collaborate with people, right? So we have the entire company on Asana, we create tasks, we can follow up on them whenever we want to. People, it helps people stay organized. Because as an entrepreneur, one tip that I like to tell people is People are half as productive if they don't know what to do. That's true. If people know what they should, you know, what to work on, they're not spending as much time, including ourselves, figuring out the what, Mm -hmm. right? Versus if it's really clean, organized, they have time, they're focused, they know what to work through. Boom, 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 right? And the other benefit of a task, it helps you understand workloads and are you hitting, are you trending towards hitting a milestone. Meaning, you know, a launch date or something else. And so I think that's another really big one that I think not a lot of people do. A lot of people do the stickies on the laptop. A lot of people, you know, I used to, to be guilty this. of the notepad, but, <laughs> you know, it takes a second to. Leverage a tool that's designed for it and, you know, use it effectively to where you're not going to waste a lot of your time as well, right? I think that's the trick.
0: And then I think we've seen the most kind of benefit, you know, two things, at least in my world, right? You know, and as you as everybody kind of knows, you know, me and Ferris kind of divide and conquer here at, at uh, Disrupt. But on acquisitions, right, the closing process, there's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of tasks that have to happen, right? And so assigning those to the various people that are part of that that process, right? That's huge. Yeah. You know, we always kind of, we always describe our really really our role, especially in a closing is just we're a project manager on steroids. Not even just on closing. I know, but like, I guess there's a time crunch to that too. So it kind of, it makes it even more stressful and, and, but so you're moving a lot of things moving forward. Right. And so having that Asana and having those tasks all kind of lined out ahead of time and just going boom, 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 boom down the line makes things a lot easier. Right. But also on construction management too. Right. There's a lot of different moving pieces that happen during a rehab. When you're talking about rehabbing a, you know, multi-million dollar, you know, apartment complex or whatever it might be, right? Yeah. You know, there's millions of dollars going in and out and you have to understand, you know, what you need to spend your money on, what's left in your project. Was that was that due date hit by the general contractor, or the vendor, right? And, you know, and this keeps everybody on track, right? And, and that, not to say that you have to get your vendor on there, but it's more so just a to-do list for you, right? To keep them honest, you know? So I think that that's where Asana has been really helpful for me, personally, uh, and keeping up with these tasks and these projects, right? Yeah. So, meetings. I think between emails and meetings, this seems to be a perpetual time suck for most entrepreneurs, man. So, what are some what are some tips and tricks and hacks? A couple of
1: things. So, I mean, we're not perfect. I perfect at this, right? As we grow, more and more meetings become more necessary, and they start yep. to figure out that dynamic. But, you know, first thing is really have it consistent, mm-hmm. right? Be consistent about it. Be you know, organized and have a method to it, right? And so consistency means the same time of day, same point, you know, don't just skip meetings or just push them on a whim, right? But be active and try to have them. And it's not gonna be perfect, but really do your best. The other part of it is come with an agenda, Mm -hmm. right? And really this is something we're trying to be better about, but have like a more, you know, a more structured to it where you spend the first few minutes maybe putting together the agenda then working through it. Then you spend the last couple of minutes doing a wrap-up. I think you know, there's an art to running a productive meeting. That's there's true. a lot there. And then maybe the last but not least, we're trying to, we well, actually we've been doing basically, where we do kind of a brief 30-minute stand-up with kind of different team members. Yep. right, And then a different time interval where you're doing a deeper dive, Ooh. right? Where they know to, hey, you know what, what are the immediate fires? And then save all the other you know kind of hallway chatter or other conversations for later, right? And so really, again, be methodical and disciplined about how you run your meetings because... As we know, it's very easy to get overwhelmed where you have a whole day of meetings and maybe you checked an email or two and now you have to work through your entire inbox that we talked about how to work through already, right? So.
0: And some other things too, and this is just you know, some common sense stuff or some things that we've kind of read about, right? You know, I mean, you could have meetings where you know, no phone's allowed, right? You know, I mean, you have a lot of people that are in there, they're, on the, they're in the meeting, right? And they're all typing away on their laptop or they're typing away on their phone, right? You know, that's not a productive meeting, right? You, you assume all meetings should be no more than 30 to 60 minutes right? So if it's taking longer than that, then there's probably something wrong, right? Either you didn't do the agenda, like Ferris had mentioned, or you guys are not staying on task and getting things done quickly during the meeting, right? So, you know, maybe saying no cell phones, no laptops, unless, you know, one person's taking notes, right? I've also heard things like, you know, where people come in, they have to stand for the whole meeting, right? Who wants to stand for a whole entire meeting, right? You Uh know, and so, but that, that forces people to get to the point and get what that meeting is for done so they can get out and go sit down or whatever they got to do, right? You know. But if you get in that nice comfy chair and you're kind of sitting back with your cell phone and your latte, you know, who cares that the meeting takes two hours, right? Yeah. And so that's another tip that I've seen people do. Uh, luckily, I haven't had to force him to stand. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we're doing all right. <laughs>
1: That's very true. <laughs> you know, but,
0: a- you know, these are just some of the ones, you know, that we've seen, right? And there's probably plenty of others. I'd encourage anybody that's that's listening right now, if you have any tips and tricks when it comes to emails, task management, meetings, please dump them in the comments. I'd love to hear more, right? We're always looking to be more productive, and I'm sure our fellow entrepreneurs are as well, yeah. right? So-
1: and I've even heard people that as part of their meeting agenda, they have a few minutes carved out for you know, small talk and cordial conversation, right? And yeah, so, you could be
0: you could build that into those first yeah. five minutes of the agenda is just let's get it all out of the way, right? You know, how was the weekend, you know, all that stuff and then you get right to the point, right? If you build that into agenda, I think that that's, that's an important way to kind of keep yeah. it moving forward instead of having that chatter throughout the meeting, right? So I know we got a couple questions ahead of time, man. Yeah, so you we got know? a few
1: questions kind of from, from, you know, online beforehand, so we'll probably go through those. Mm-hmm. And if anyone else has any more questions, feel free to dump them. We'll we'll kind of talk about how we do, well, I mean, we're pretty transparent guys, happy to talk about productivity tips, or if you want to talk about other things, right? Yeah, I know true. one of the questions we got was a little bit more <laughs> general about real estate, so we'll go through that. Yeah. We'll go through others as well, so definitely um, feel free to go ahead and drop in any comments. But,
0: All right, so let's start off with, uh, and we've talked about some of this, but what are some of the software processes you you utilize to increase productivity, yeah. right? You
1: know, I think it's having a method to the madness around your email. Have a plan. Don't just do email, right? But really be methodical about it, clean up your inbox, run it like a business, yep. quote unquote. Um, you know, we like Asana, Trillo's great, Slack, Teams, we, you know, those are definitely great tools. And have these things talk together. All right. We're getting yep. to a point where Teams or Slack has kind of become your, you know, your command center. Right, where all the things that are relevant are getting notified into those products and then that's where you go to monitor what's going on. So you're not spending too much of your time looking all over the place, you have one central place that you can kind of work through. I think that's a big one. Um, Anything else to add to that, Ben?
0: No, I think that those are good platforms, right? You know, I mean, find what works for you. There's a ton of things out there, right? You know, I think CRMs are also another thing that we probably should include and just kind of, you know, keeping up with your contacts and keeping up with the pipeline if you're in sales, right? You know, that's another platform that you could probably, you know, um, be more productive on versus just kind of trying to remember who you're supposed to follow up with, right? It's, it's kind of yeah. systematized, you know, but those are probably some of the bigger ones. So just so people know, right, we use Office 365. We're using Asana. And we've now recently gone from Slack to Teams. Yeah. So, you know, just so and we people use, know. we use we
1: Confluence use. as well. I guess we didn't we talk Confluence. about that. Confluence is a tool that we use internally for kind of Knowledge Hub, yeah. Right. So, kind of where people document all the processes, mm-hmm. all the things, and think of it as an internal Wikipedia, where you can cross-link things, you can reference things, search for stuff, etc. So, I think yeah, that's it's a big been pretty one. cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, to a to a more real estate related question, and this one might be a tough one. I was reading this before the you know the the kickoff here. How to make money online. Through real estate.
1: Online is the catch now. Not how to make money through real estate, how to make money online through
0: real estate. You know, I mean, the one thing that came to my mind, and this was obviously pre COVID, is affiliate marketing, you know, for conferences and training oh, and stuff good, like that, that it's related to real estate. You know, and I'm sure maybe even on some single family stuff and maybe some one-off asset classes that we're just not familiar with, there's probably ways to, to try to automate it and do a lot of that online, maybe through your marketing and stuff like that. But ultimately, when it comes to apartment complex investing, you got to get on the phone. Yeah. you got you to be boots on and the I, ground. I you guess get it really
1: means. What, I wonder what the question really means because another way is really learn the stuff we're just talking about and go help other guys implement it. Yeah, become yeah. a consultant where you're helping talk through these different you know business initiatives, how to roll them out, and helping you know guys will pay for that. I'm not. I mean, no, I, I mean to our friends and pay tech, right? really good money. To help them learn how to systematize more of their business, right? We've spent hundreds of hours building out all the stuff that we do have, right? That's worth something to people. So if you can help them do that, that's that's probably a good way to do it. No, that. I mean,
0: to all of our tech and project management and operations folks, like, you have a valuable skill set, yeah. right? You know, go lend yourself to maybe a syndication team that might be living in the past and say, hey, how can I make your operation better and therefore add value and then maybe get part of the deal, right? Or yeah. maybe part of the organization, who knows, right? You know. But using some of those online platforms is probably another way of kind of making money online, right? So tips for transitioning to full-time real estate investor.
1: All right, well, I think you know the tip is really do it piecemeal. I think some people think they're gonna make a million bucks on the first deal <laughs> and hop right in. Don't worry, I'm gonna get a deal in two months. No, you don't know what the future holds, yeah. right? Kind of build up to it. And realize that real estate is not about making a quick buck, but it is about making a buck, right? And so in the long term, it does pay off, right? But but it's about, you know, being methodical, just like your email, you know, can you be methodical about real estate? Keep analyzing deals, keep underwriting deals, keep making offers and grow into it, right? It takes several deals to have actual, you know, mass of money behind you, right? And make sure you perform. I mean, that's a fundamental thing. You're not going to be able to keep doing deals if you can't perform, right? But really, it's about, you know, have a plan, juggle your W-2 at the same time, right? A lot of people do that. It's fine, right? And it's a good way to get started so that we have a safety net and you can kind of keep growing, right? And so I think, you know, really figure out what your minimum income needed is, right? And figure out, can you get to that or almost that just by doing it on the side, right? Well, Whether that's being a passive or maybe you have cash and you're, you know, you want to be a passive investor for a while just to have cash flow and then you can transition to being a syndicator or not. I mean, everyone does different things, right? We've seen it all, but those are... I, kind of w- I would about.
0: probably add to that, right? You know, make sure you have uh, ample reserves, especially nowadays, right? You're we're in the midst of COVID, things are still a little uncertain. I'd have at least twelve months. Folks, of, of your bills, your mortgage, all that good stuff, and just you know realize once you step away, right, you know, and everybody's going to know this, you know, your company is paying some level of benefits, right? You know, usually burden can be up to thirty three percent of what somebody is is either making or just their their full compensation package. So realize that if you're just saving up just to make that salaried amount, right, out of that salaried amount, now you're paying hundred percent of your health insurance. You're not having maybe a match on your four hundred one k or whatever. So I'm always saying go above and beyond that, right? And, and at bare minimum, have 12 months because it does take time. You know, we're, we're starting to see some deals start kind of percolating. But, you know, ultimately, uh, pre-COVID days are probably still 6 to 12 months from now in terms of deal flow. So just be aware of that and understand that it could be a little bit of a slow go for the time being.
1: Yeah. Right? So I think that's what we got, man. I think that's it. If anyone else has any questions, you know, feel free to write them out. Like I said, we do this every Monday. Live Q and A, yep. live different topics. Feel free to ask anything you want. You can ask me where I got my nice haircut. You can ask Ben where he <laughs> lost his hair. Happy to talk about all sorts of things. Why does that things. always have to be the joke?
0: Why do I always have to be the br- the brunt of the jokes? Hey man, I have know. my
1: hair just for you. So you wouldn't feel <laughs> no, nice. we want to no. keep
0: it. We want to keep this brief. We want to keep it informative, and we want to keep it. You know. Um, you know, interactive. So let us know if there's topics that you want to hear from us about, right? You know, we're just kind of coming up with some of these, you know, that we feel are going to be a benefit to everybody that's listening in, but hit us up. Let us yeah. know what you want to hear about, right? You no. Know?
1: Yeah, but if anyone has any questions, feel free to drop them. Otherwise, we'll probably give a call to wrap here shortly.
0: All right. Are going we going once. going once?
1: Come on, people. Any questions, feel free to drop them. I think, you know, we going definitely twice. went through some valuable information. I wish I would have known sooner, so. Going, three, going
0: three times.
1: All right, we'll call it a wrap All
0: right. Then. Well, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode on Disrupt Equity's Apartment Investing Podcast. We have some really great episodes coming up, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast. For those interested in passively investing in cash-flowing multifamily properties, visit DisruptEquity.com slash invest. Fill out your information there, and you will get notified when we release our next multifamily passive investment offering.